Welcome to Radio Church on 107.5 for CRM, a free community service bringing the word to you every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. This week's service presented once again by Pastor Jeff Grant from the Uniting Church at Serena. And we thank Jeff for filling in a reasonably short notice due to a cancellation. We kick off the service today with an a cappella version of In Christ Alone performed by BYU Vocal Point. <laughs> FM Mackay for CRM, Sunday mornings between 8 and 9. Guide me, oh, thou great 
to Radio Church on 4 CRM Mackay, 107.5 FM. My name is Jeff Grant, and I'm the pastor of the United Church in Serena. We have for you again this morning another inspirational worship service of prayer, music, and scripture. May our Father in Heaven richly bless you as you worship Him with us today. The Psalm 145 says, I will proclaim your greatness my God and my King. I will thank you forever and ever. Every day I will thank you. I will praise you forever and ever. The Lord is great and is to be highly praised. His greatness is beyond understanding. Dear friends, the Word of God tells us that we're all sinners. All sinners in the eyes of holy God. But it reminds us over and over again that our sins are forgiven through Christ our Saviour. Amen. We are going to hear that lovely, well-beloved uh, hymn, How Great Thou Art, and George Beverly Shea is the soloist.
male favourite, How Great Thou Art, as part of this radio church broadcast on 4CRM Mackay 107.5 FM. I'm going to talk to you about miracles. What do you think about the word miracle? How does it affect you when you first hear someone say, I believe in miracles? Even our Prime Minister believes in miracles. I want to ask you, how open are you to miracles? What is your immediate reaction? When you hear that someone has seen a miracle, how do you respond? And your answer is really important because it indicates whether you're prepared to consider things you can't understand, that that don't make any sense to you, or it may demonstrate that you are so fixed in your thinking There is no place for anything outside of your personal experiences. It may also say or tell you that you are still open to the miraculous. I'm going to share with you now about the three celebrated and the classic responses to miracles. (laughs) The three responses to a miracle are all in the scripture I'm about to read to you progressively. I've entitled this message as The Seeing and the Blind. These passages are all from John's Gospel, chapter 9, the story of the man born blind. And this all comes from the Message Bible today. John chapter 9, verses 1 to 12. Walking down the street, Jesus saw a man blind from birth. His disciple asked, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, causing him to be born blind? Jesus said, You're asking the wrong question. You're looking for someone to blame. There's no such cause effect here. Look instead for what God can do. We need to be energetically at work for the one who sent me here. Working while the sun shines, because when night falls, the workday is over. For as long as I am in the world, there is plenty of light. I am the world's light. He said this, and then he spit in the dust, made a clay paste with the saliva, rubbed the paste on the blind man's eyes and said, Go, wash at the pool of Siloam. Siloam means sent. The man went and washed and saw. Soon the town was buzzing. His relatives and those who year after year had seen him as a blind man begging, they were saying, Why isn't this the man we knew who sat here and begged? Others said, it's him all right, but others objected, it's not the same man at all, it just looks like him. He said, it's me, the very one. They said, how did your eyes get open? A man named Jesus made a paste and rubbed it on my eyes and told me, go to Siloam and wash. I did what he said, when I washed I saw. So where is he? I don't know. May the Lord bless this reading of his word. Dear ones, this first section, these first 12 verses, concerns the undecided onlookers. Jesus came by with his disciples and saw this poor man. The disciples were a bit puzzled because they they wanted to know, did someone cause this sin? And Jesus said, no, this, this this man is blind so that God will show his might, his grace, his glory through this man. And after he'd, he'd done the trick of spitting on the ground, rubbing the paste in the man's eyes, uh, the man came back seeing. And all the people who knew him, his relatives, his friends, and his family, were all in a hubbub. They were puzzled. They, they couldn't work out what had happened. 
there was puzzlement, confusion and uncertainty. How, where, when, who? Some people, when they're confronted with the story of a miracle, don't know what to think. You hear and you see the evidence. You can't believe or comprehend what has happened. So you just question the report or the evidence and stay neutral. You stay on the fence. You never celebrate. You never deny it. You just wonder. Dear ones, there's a, great, there's a much greater miracle that we're confronted with. The miracle of Jesus Christ, the one who came from God, the one who claimed to be the Son of God, the one who said he's the Messiah, the Christ, the one who the Bible says died on the cross for your sins and mine and was raised from the dead. Today, this is a great miracle which is still argued, it's still debated, it's still discussed and it's forgotten. So many people in the back of their minds, yeah, there's a miracle about Jesus, a big miracle, but I'm going on with my life. I've got too much else to do. Where do you stand? What's your response when you are told about any miracle, and particularly the gospel of Jesus Christ? We're going to pause for a moment, and we're going to hear a song from Holly Dawson, Lord, I give you my heart.
we've just been talking about a message I've entitled The Seeing and the Blind. We've looked at the first response to a miracle, the undecided. The onlookers who saw it, who saw the blind man, but they couldn't make up their mind whether to really celebrate, uh, to get excited. They just went about their business. There's a second response, and I'll read this is from verses 13 to 29 in our passage from the Message Bible in John chapter 9. They marched the man to the Pharisees. This day when Jesus made the paste and healed his blindness was the Sabbath. The Pharisees grilled him again on how he had come to see. He said, he put a clay paste on my eyes. I washed and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, obviously this man can't be from God. He doesn't keep the Sabbath. Others counted, how can a bad man do miraculous, God-revealing things like this? There was a split in their ranks. They came back at the blind man. You're the expert. He opened your eyes. What do you say about him? He said, he's a prophet. The Jews didn't believe it. They didn't believe the man was blind to begin with. So they called the parents of the man now bright-eyed with sight. They asked him, is this your son, the one you say was born blind? So how is it that he now sees? His parents said, we know he is our son, and we know he was born blind, but we don't know how he came to see. Having a clue about who opened his eyes, uh, why don't you ask him? He's a grown man and can speak for himself. His parents were talking like this because they were intimidated by the Jewish leaders who had already decided that anyone who took a stand that this was the Messiah would be kicked out of the meeting place. That's why his parents said, ask him, he's a grown man. They called the man back a second time, the man who had been blind, and told him, give credit to God, we know this man is an imposter. He replied, I know nothing about that one way or the other, but I know one thing for sure. I was blind, I now see. They said, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? I've told you over and over and you aren't listening. Why do you want to hear it again? Are you so eager to become his disciples? With that, they jumped all over him. You might be a disciple of that man, but we're disciples of Moses. We know for sure that God spoke to Moses but we have no idea where this man even comes from the second part of this message is about the scoffers the first part remember was about the undecided, the fence sitters the uncertain, the, the puzzle the confused, but there's nothing confusing about these Pharisees they, they are very definite about what they believe they had made a law about the law of God now, God's law and the Ten Commandments said the Sabbath keep it holy. But they had made all kinds of laws around this, including all kinds of things that were designated as work. And so when Jesus spat, and then he made post, paste rather, and posted it on this man's eyes, that was work. So they concluded that Jesus couldn't possibly be from God because he was a sinner. Now these Pharisees were absolutely rigid about what they believed. There was no there was no place in their thinking that Jesus could possibly be the Messiah or, or that what he did was a true miracle. They were scoffers. And they even attacked the man who was at the centre of this. 
because that's what scoffers do. They're implacable about what they believe. Where do you stand on miracles? eh? Are you like those undecided in the crowd? Or are you like these scoffers that when you hear about the story of Jesus Christ and his resurrection, that he died for our sins and he's going to return to earth one day, do you say, oh, that's all a fit, that's all a myth, that's a fairy tale? Many people over the years have believed in the gospel. A lot more people have disagreed with it. One famous scoffer was uh, actually Thomas Jefferson, the third president of the USA. He, he produced his own version of the Bible, and it's called the Jefferson Bible. What he did was this. He got several copies of the New Testament, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and with a razor and scissors and glue, but never sticky tape in those days, in the 18th century, he cut out every reference to the supernatural, all the miracles of Christ, certainly his resurrection, walking on water, healing people, this passage in, in chapter 9 of John, that, that was gone. He put it all in chronological order and published it, and we call it today. You can even buy it today, the Jefferson Bible. Incredible. Some people refuse to believe in the miraculous. They refuse to believe in the wonder of Jesus Christ as the Messiah. What do you believe? We're going to pause again now to hear Chris Tomlin sing The Splendor of the King. Here's Chris Tomlin.
Kent from Chris Tomlin. This is 4SAR in Mackay, 107.5 FM. And this is Jeff Grant from the Serena United Shirts talking to you about this message, the seeing and the blind. We've looked at two of the three responses. First of all, we looked at the undecided. Then we looked at the scoffers, including Thomas Jefferson. And now I'm going to read the third passage to you, which is about the one believer. So this is verses 30 through 38 from the Message Bible. The man replied to the Pharisees, This is amazing. You claim to know nothing about him, but the fact is he opened my eyes. It is well known that God isn't at the beck and call of sinners, but listens carefully to anyone who lives in reverence and does his will. That someone opened the eyes of a man born blind has never been heard of ever. If this man didn't come from God, he wouldn't be able to do anything. They said, you're nothing but dirt. How dare you take that tone with us? Then they threw him out in the street. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out and went and found him. He asked him, do you believe in the Son of Man? The man said, point him out to me, sir, so that I can believe in him. Jesus said, you're looking at him. You're looking right at him. Don't you recognize my voice? Master, I believe, the man said, and worshipped him. Dear ones, the third response to a miracle, especially when it's happened to you, is to be an avid believer. This was the man born blind. Years and years, 30 or 40 years, he'd lived as a blind man. And now Jesus Christ has given him his sight. And of course he worships Jesus. He recognises him as the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God. What is your response when you are confronted with a miracle? You hear about it. People you know and trust have seen a miracle right before their eyes. They can't explain it. How many times have you heard, well, I know I have, of people who've had a, a, a diagnosed cancer or something just as bad, it's a, it's a fatal illness, uh, they're going to die, uh, they go for a final checkup, and the doctors say, say there's no trace, we can't find any trace of it. It's a miracle. Dear ones, there are miracles happening every day, and the greatest miracle of all is to put your faith in Jesus Christ, who died for you and rose again from the dead. Now there's a final postscript to this passage. In the conclusion from from John chapter 9, the Message Bible, verses 39 to 41, this is what it says. Jesus then said, I came into the world to bring everything into the clear light of day, making all the distinctions clear, so that those who have never seen will see, and those who have made a great pretense of seeing will be exposed as blind. So the Pharisees overheard him and said, Does that mean you're calling us blind? Jesus said, If you were really blind, you would be blameless. But since you claim to see everything so well, you're accountable for every fault and failure. These are the claims of Jesus Christ. And he condemns the scoffers. Dear ones, it's really dangerous to scoff at God's truth, to make fun of it, to joke about it. I've heard 
frequently, and, and just recently, a comedian on the television scoff at God's truth. In fact, he does it every time he gets an opportunity. It's all a fairy story. Jesus says that these people will be held to account for claiming to know everything. The atheist, then, Jesus maintains, is living on very thin ice. But it's just as dangerous to be the undecided people who wonder and question without ever coming to a conclusion. You see, the blind man made his decision very smartly. He was confronted with a whole new life, and he was prepared to defend his belief, what he'd seen, what he'd felt, what he knew, against the highest authorities in his community. He didn't care what people thought about him, or said to him, or said about him. He was given his sight, and he had found God in Jesus Christ. Dear friends, the miraculous will continue to divide communities, divide families and friends. Everyone will have their opinions, they will, based on their experience and their belief system. It will take an encounter with the living God to change most people's positions. Have you had an encounter with the living God? Where are you today? I'm going to close with a lovely song from Hillsong called Love You So Much, Jesus, Love You So Much.
love you so much, Jesus. You've been listening to a sermon from me, Pastor Jeff Grant, as part of this Radio Church broadcast on 4CRM Mackay 107.5 FM. And now here's Matt Redman with Bless the Lord, O My Soul.
that was Matt Redman singing, Bless the Lord, O my soul, O my soul. This ends our Radio Church broadcast, which has come to you on Radio 4CRM Mackay, 107.5 FM. And now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forever. We close with, There's a new song in my heart. This is by the Billy Graham Crusade Choir and it was recorded in Brisbane uh, quite a few years ago, 1969. Here's the song. There's a new song in my heart. God bless you and I look forward to being with you next time.